Hey everybody, welcome to Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 292 of our YouTube channel and podcast, and I cannot be more excited to continue sharing with you guys personal finance topics that I think could be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. Today, I am going to build off of something that I talked about uh, last week, and I was talking about uh, the idea that uh, the House Democrats are trying to propose new legislation that had to do uh, with the mega IRAs and IRAs in general. And new information has come out about that particular legislation. And I want to let you know uh, what's in it. And I want to let you know how it can affect you, uh, especially since some of these changes are suggested to be starting in 2022. Okay, so I want us to all be uh, as knowledgeable as possible and as informed as possible on this particular uh, topic. Again, this may just impact uh, higher wealth individuals or richer individuals, but nonetheless, uh, we need to understand what's going on here because this is going to impact the way that we save for retirement moving forward. So stick around for all that and more in today's episode. Before we get started, though, if you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan, and that's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. And then if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just DM me on any of the major social media sites and tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions. And you and I can begin working together, pushing towards your long-term financial goals and ultimately pushing you on towards long-term financial freedom, which is what I hope for every single individual who's watching or listening to this show on a day-to-day basis. Now, I told you that uh, there was some legislation that could be coming uh, that was being proposed that had to do with IRAs and 401ks and especially mega IRAs, right? Well, we got more information on that today, okay? House Democrats proposed a slew of changes to retirement accounts for the rich on Monday. That's how it's being stated, for the rich. But uh, nonetheless, let's just uh, continue on. Uh, Part of restructuring of the tax code tied to a $3.5 trillion budget plan. Okay, so all this is is restructuring the IRAs. IRS code, right? They are trying to basically get taxes now or get taxes sooner than later uh, or get taxes that they wouldn't get otherwise if they just kept the code unchanged. Taken together, Democrats' reforms aim to erode the use of retirement accounts as perceived tax shelter for the wealthy, instead promote them as a way for low and middle income Americans to build a nest egg. Now, Let me just pause here before we get into any of the details. I've read through all this. I know what they're going to do, or I know what they are planning to do. I don't think any of this is promotional. I don't think any of this promotes uh, investing and promotes putting money in a retirement account. If anything, right? If anything, even though this is just for rich or wealthy individuals, this is going to scare the low and middle class individual, not the wealthy individual. It's not going to scare the wealthy individual. The wealthy individual is already wealthy, right? It may frustrate them. It may make them not like what's going on, but it's not going to scare them away from investing as much as it may the low and middle income Americans. Now, again, most of these changes would start in 2022 if they were to be passed. Wealthy individuals with retirement accounts exceeding 10 million, right? And the other day we were talking about, okay, 5 million, maybe the cutoff exceeding 10 million would be prohibited from contributing extra savings and would have a new required minimum distribution each year, according to the outline of tax legislation unveiled Monday by the House Ways and Means Committee. Okay, so basically what they're saying is, if you get $10 million into a retirement account, uh, specifically into something like a 401k or an IRA, you will no longer be able to contribute past that. 
And you will have a an, an required minimum distribution, an RMD, every single year where you have to take a certain amount of money out of the account. Okay, now we move forward. The bill would also repeal so-called Roth conversions in individual retirement accounts and 401k type plans for those making more than $400,000 a year. It would also prevent savers from using the mega backdoor Roth strategy regardless of income level. So let's just start with the Roth conversions, right? Roth conversions are something that individuals have been doing for a long time, uh, and it's basically this loophole in the, the tax code that says, okay, if you're over a, a certain income limit, you can't contribute to a Roth IRA, but you can contribute to a traditional IRA or pre-tax IRA, and then you can just convert the money to Roth, meaning you can pay the taxes, or if you do it all with after-tax money, you don't have to pay any taxes. You can just put it into one account and then subsequently transfer it into the other, right? And they're saying they're not going to allow this for individuals making more than $400,000 a year. So uh, if you were you know, uh, an individual that was doing this, an individual that was taking advantage of Roth conversions and had been for a long time, that will no longer be available to you. You're not going to have as much tax-free money available to you later on, okay? So that's the first part of this. Then they talk about the mega backdoor Roth. And what the mega backdoor Roth allows you to do is it allows you to put up to $38,500 in a Roth IRA or Roth 401k in 2021 on top of the regular contribution limits for these accounts. If you have a Roth 401k at work, generally you can choose whether the final destination of your mega contributions is the Roth 401k or Roth IRA. If your employer offers only a traditional 401k, then your mega contributions would end up in an IRA. So here's a quick summary uh, of what you need to have in place for the ideal mega backdoor Roth IRA. And remember, they're trying to get rid of this strategy. You need a 401k plan that allows after-tax contributions. Okay, so this is a separate bucket of money from traditional and Roth accounts. About 43% of 401k plans allow after-tax contributions. Okay, then your employer offers either in-service distributions to a Roth IRA, that is, you take money out before uh, you stop working there or hit age 55, uh, or lets you move money from the after-tax portion of your plan into the Roth 401k portion of your plan. If you're not sure, you need to ask your HR rep uh, or the advisory firm that does your 401k. And then you've got money left over to save even after maxing out your regular 401k and Roth IRA contributions. Okay. And so then uh, you can end up taking money. This is very, this is crazy that you can do this. You can make these after tax contributions uh, and put them into these Roth accounts and do this mega backdoor Roth. And I'm not going to dig into all the minutia there. I'm just giving you uh, some of the baselines as to what that may look like. But if you've been doing it, they're going to try to close that up, okay? They would prevent savers from doing this regardless of your income level, okay? Then further, the legislation would prohibit individual retirement accounts, IRAs, from holding investments that require buyers to be accredited investors, a status generally reserved for wealthy investors, okay? Now, this this is not you know too big a deal, okay? Because most of what uh, people buy in IRAs is publicly traded anyway, and uh, does not need you know the accreditation of uh, being a certain type of investor. But uh, some people do buy uh, you know things like REITs or uh, other types of um, you know other types of securities within their IRAs, and they have to be an accredited investor in order to buy those things. Uh, but now my my guess is is that uh, the need to be accredited in some of these places will end up going away. That way these same individuals can buy this. So that's not such a big deal. Then the proposals are part of a broader theme of raising taxes on those who earn more than $400,000 a year to help pay for education, climate, paid leave, childcare, and other measures, while also making the tax code more equitable, right? That's the whole uh, idea. That's what they're suggesting that this is doing. Now, 
we've talked about, you know, in the previous episode that I did on this particular topic before we knew all these details, right? We talked about how even the taxation that they could get from uh, getting rid of the mega IRAs or taxing the mega IRAs is still just a drop in the bucket uh, when it comes to the amount of money that they actually need, that $3.5 trillion of spending that they're planning on doing. It's really just, you know, maybe a couple percent of that, just maybe, okay? Now, they also follow Democrats' outcry following a recent ProPublica report about Peter Thiel. We talked about that, his $5 billion Roth IRA that um, was reported in 2019, which was up from less than $2,000 in 1999, right? Uh, and this is what was said. IRAs were designed to provide retirement securities to middle-class families, not allow the super wealthy to avoid paying taxes. This is Senator Ron Wyden, uh, which is a Democrat from Oregon is, and is the chair of the Senate Finance Committee. Uh, that's what he said back in July. Democrats have narrow margins uh, within which to let the bill pass, uh, which they aim to do with a simple majority via a budget reconciliation maneuver. Uh, Republicans remain staunchly opposed. Uh, Representative Kevin Brady of Texas, ranking member of the Ways and Means Committee, framed the spending as the greatest expansion of the welfare state in our lifetimes uh, during a Thursday hearing, saying that it wastes hard-earned tax dollars. Okay, so whether you feel about this one way or the other, uh, it is a hot button topic because like I said earlier, whether you want it to or not, it is going to keep the normal individual, even though it may not be affecting them, it's going to keep the normal individual uh, from wanting to invest as much as they would previously. And it's going to uh, make individuals think twice about the way they invest. I am just so interested uh, if they're going to put specific numbers on these caps I'm interested if they're going to increase these numbers over time in the same way they do contribution limits for like IRAs and 401ks and things of the like. You would think that they had to. You would think that they must be doing this because over time, the value of the dollar is going to decline. People are going to need more and more money uh, in order to live. And $10 million is going to feel a lot like a million dollars does today, right? A million dollars feels like, okay, it's, it's you know, it's pretty good. That's a good retirement number to hit. It may not be all that you need, but it's a good retirement number to hit. But $10 million, you know, we feel like, okay, $10 million is plenty. We could do plenty with $10 million. Maybe one of these days, $10 million doesn't feel like such plenty anymore. Okay. Now, if you would have said that back in 1950, people would have looked at you sideways, but they would have also looked at you sideways if you'd have said that having a million dollars might not be enough, but the world changes and inflation eats away at the value of your money. So I'm interested to know uh, if they're actually going to put those types of provisions in. And if they don't, I think it might be um, a bit haphazard in the way that they're trying to push this thing through. Now, current law lets taxpayers make IRA contributions regardless of account size. However, the legislation would prohibit individuals from making more contributions to a Roth IRA or traditional IRA if the total value of their combined IRA and defined contribution plans, so that means 401ks, 403bs, TSPs, things like that, exceeds $10 million. A defined contribution plan, like I said, is a 401k plan or other similar workplace savings plans. The policy's purpose would be to avoid subsidizing retirement savings once account balances reach very high levels, according to a proposal outline. Uh, the limit would apply to single taxpayers with more than 400000 of taxable income. The threshold would be 450000 for married taxpayers filing jointly and 425000 for heads of household. Okay, so they're not going to deviate much from that $400,000 number, whether you're married or not. Okay, so this is a situation where they're saying, hey, if you've got retirement accounts of over 10 million, right, we're going to cut off your ability uh, to continue making contributions. All right, which one way or the other, I mean, your money's still there to grow, but uh, you're not going to be able to contribute anymore. 
Then, individuals whose combined traditional IRA, Roth IRA, and defined contribution uh, retirement accounts exceeds $10 million at year's end would have to withdraw at least 50% of the excess the following year. So let's just look at what this may mean. Okay, what, what are the implications of having to do this? Okay, uh, we've talked about what RMDs are. Our required minimum distributions are just uh, you having to take money out of your uh, investment accounts at age 72 or later, specifically the traditional IRA or traditional 401k, any of the pre-tax accounts. At age 72, you have to take the money out because the money is pre-tax. It's not taxed yet. Uh, so the government wants their taxes. You have to take certain distributions from your account, uh, which is based on some actuarial table and uh, some percentage you have to take out every year, right? But now they're saying, okay, if you have traditional IRAs, Roth IRAs, you know, 401ks, Roth 401ks, all these different things, whether it's traditional or Roth, we're going to make you not only stop contributing, right? You can't contribute if you have more than $10 million in there. They're going to make you withdraw at least 50% of the excess the following year, the 50% of the amount of money over $10 million. Now, this may not seem like such a big deal for the individual who's got, you know, $10 million, you know, $100,000 in an account. What about the individual that's got, you know, and I know this is the rarest of rare cases, but what about the individual who's got $50 million in there? Right. And then it says those with account totals exceeding 20 million must pull from Roth IRAs and 401k plans first. So what it's saying is, hey, we're going to take away your ability to get tax free withdrawals. Okay, we're going to take away your ability uh, to get tax-free withdrawals. And uh, with the 401k, they're going to take away your ability to get to your money earlier on. Okay, so they would make you do that if you had $20 million or more. Now, with the Roth IRA, it doesn't seem like a big deal. It doesn't seem like such a uh, big issue, right? But, but if you have a Roth IRA and that money is growing tax-free, right? And you're going to take it out tax-free later. Maybe you end up taking it out. You take those distributions tax-free, but ultimately that money is either going to be consumed or you reinvest it elsewhere where the growth is not deferred or the, the growth is not uh, free of taxes, right? Uh, so ultimately, they want the growth of your money to end up being taxed. Now, these new required minimum distributions for mega IRAs would only be required for savers whose taxable income exceeded the same thresholds identified above for contribution limits. Now, that is um, something that I actually like to see in this type of legislation. Okay, I like that these RMDs are only required for those uh, who have higher than a certain amount of income. I think that makes perfect sense because like I told you last time, when it comes to individuals saving for retirement uh, and working from nothing and building up a lot of uh, money, you know, having a lot of money saved. And, uh, you know, if you're a household that makes a hundred to $200,000 a year, which is very good income, right? Uh, you could easily have several million dollars in retirement accounts, right? Uh, and these may be upper middle class individuals, not individuals that are wealthy, you know, or, or the, the 1% that people People tend to talk about, right? Uh, so ultimately, I like the fact that they're saying, okay, we're only going to take these distributions if your income exceeds the thresholds identified above for the contribution limits. Now, the problem with this, right, that they may not be uh, closing off as much as they think they are, is the fact that a lot of super wealthy individuals do not live off of general income. They may live off of capital gains, Okay? And if they're living off of capital gains and not actual taxable income, 
right? Then you may have a lot of individuals that can keep their IRAs in this way and not be liable uh, to pay this tax that they're putting on individuals in this way. So this is this is very interesting. There are some things they're closing up, and I like that they're doing. Uh, but there's some things that um, I mean, it feels a little bit haphazard. Okay. Now let's talk a bit about the backdoor Roth. Okay. There are income limits to contribute to Roth IRAs. In 2021, single taxpayers can't add money to such accounts if their income exceeds $140,000. But current law allows for backdoor contributions to Roth IRAs, right? That can be achieved by converting a traditional IRA or Roth 401k account, which don't carry income limits, right? There are income limits that determine whether contributions to traditional IRAs are tax deductible or not. Savers pay tax on the conversions, but their future investment growth and retirement distributions are tax-free. The legislation would end the backdoor Roth strategy by eliminating Roth conversions for both IRAs and workplace plans, such as 401ks. The policy would apply at the same income thresholds as above. It would count for distributions, uh, transfers, and contributions made in the taxable years beginning after December 31st, 2031. Okay, so again, Right, they're trying to put in something that makes sense here. Right, they're they're trying to hold off uh, at a particular level of taxable income. It makes sense, right? But if your taxable income is low and you live off of capital gains, is you know, are they going to crack down on those individuals? Because those may be the ones that they're particularly you know picking out here and trying to tax. Right, if you're really trying to tax Peter Thiel, right, you're really trying to tax an individual that's been a long-term investor. Uh, you're trying to tax somebody who has a five billion dollar. Uh, Roth IRA, you're trying to, you know, get into his pocket, right? You think that guy lives off of just a huge salary? Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. I, I don't know, right? But I think it's very, very possible that that individual could live off of a bunch of just growth of his money because he has a lot of money that has grown for him, right? He could live off of the growth of money and just have those capital gains, those long-term capital gains, uh, which would not contribute to uh, those income limits, which would keep uh, him from having to pay in this particular way or keep him from not doing uh, the backdoor Roth in this way. Then the so-called mega backdoor Roth strategy uses a principle similar to that of the backdoor Roth. The strategy lets high earners save up to $58,000 in a 401k plan, more than the traditional 19,500 contribution limit using a type of after-tax 401k bucket. Savers then convert that savings to a Roth account, once again, yielding the benefit of tax-free investment growth. Democrats legislation would end the mega backdoor Roth by prohibiting all after-tax contributions in workplace plans and prohibiting after-tax IRA contributions from being converted into a Roth account, okay? This policy would apply for everyone regardless of income level, okay? So um, I don't necessarily disagree with this. I, I don't think this was the the whole idea with uh, the I, Roth IRA and 401ks. Um, not to say that if it's able to be done that it shouldn't be done, right? I tell you guys all the time, I am perfectly on board with people doing legal things to avoid taxes. I'm, I'm perfectly on board with that, right? And as long as people are doing this, I'm, I'm fine, right? Uh, but if they, if they want to close up something like this, it's not going to impact that many people. Uh, and it's not going to change too many people's uh, investing lives. Yes, it may take some hyper accumulators of wealth and put them in a position where they don't, uh, you know, have the ability to save as much in tax advantage ways. But nonetheless, I think they'll be fine. 
Then Democrats' legislation would disallow IRA investments that require the owner to have a minimum level of assets or income to have completed a minimum level of education or obtained a specific license or credential. Right? This would apply, for example, to accredited investors seeking to buy a private investment. IRAs with these investments would lose their IRA status, meaning they'd lose their tax benefits. These rules would apply starting in 2022, but there would be a two-year transition period for IRAs already holding these investments. Okay, So again, I don't think the accredited investor thing impacts a bunch of people holding a bunch of different publicly traded things, but it could impact some individuals that have a lot of money in privately traded things within a particular IRA. And again, this has uh, some of the the markings of trying to go after people like Peter Thiel, who uh, got into a, a not yet publicly traded PayPal really early in his Roth IRA, was buying it for pennies on the dollar, right? And then, uh, you know, it goes public, the price blows up, and you end up with him having a $5 billion Roth IRA, okay? So uh, I think that's kind of going after this, because who had the ability to uh, invest in uh, something like PayPal before it goes public? That would be just an accredited investor like himself, okay? Uh, so this is what it looks like. This is what this type of legislation looks like. And I told you it was coming, okay? I, I told you that this was on the docket. It was uh, to be discussed. Now, is it good? Is it bad? Should we worry about it? Uh, should it be uh, an issue for many of us? Look, I don't ever think it's a good thing when they're eating into your ability to save for retirement. Do I understand that they don't want the ultra-rich or the ultra-wealthy to just be taking advantage of tax-advantaged accounts? I understand that, right? But if you are naive enough to think that they won't find other ways uh, to grow their money, then maybe you're too naive to make policy, okay? I'm not against all of this, okay? I'm against uh, anything that has to do with something that uh, a normal individual could do, right? Uh, an individual like you or I could do, okay? And it's very clear that individuals like you and I could make more than $400,000 a year, right? If you're a doctor, it's likely you could. If you're an attorney, it's likely you could. And those people are notoriously bad with money. That doesn't mean that they're wealthy just because they make high incomes, right? And those individuals can't do backdoor Roth contributions like maybe somebody like myself could, right? I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's a perfect fix. I don't know if it's a perfect way uh, to crack down. I think ultimately it's a grab for tax revenue, right? It's a grab towards Democrats uh, fulfilling their promise of, uh, you know, taxing the rich, taxing the wealthy, right? That's ultimately what they're doing here. But do I think it's going to impact so many people that you should not invest in Roth IRAs, 401ks, all these different, no, right? I think for the vast majority of us, you're still going to be able to build wealth over a long period of time uh, in IRAs and 401ks, Roth or traditional, one or the other, whichever, uh, you know, works best for you. I like Roth. You know, I've talked about why you can go back and look at some of those episodes. Okay. But I don't think this is going to play such a huge part in everyone's lives uh, because this is, uh, and it's quoted as uh, being to uh, promote investment for the low and middle class. And we should allow it to do so. Okay. But again, uh, headlines like this and, and you know, news like this can scare individuals who are just beginning their investing life from things like IRAs and 401ks. Cause they're like, if they're going to take my money, I don't want to put it there. What are the big advantages? All these different types of things. Right. Um, now ultimately if you get over $10 million in your Roth IRA, uh, gosh, I wonder how you're going to live, right? You're going to be perfectly fine. Okay. Yes. You may have to pay a little extra uh, in these taxes. And that is only if you make over the certain amount of income that they're talking about here. And this all goes back to uh, President Biden's promise to uh, not 
you know, tax anyone anymore unless you make more than $400,000 a year. And so that's why those $400,000 caps are being put there, right? Uh, but Again, invest in Roth IRAs, invest in Roth 401ks, invest in 401ks, IRAs, all of the above. It's going to be fine. The only problem that I see in all of the, well, I say the only problem, the biggest problem I see in all of this is that there is no provision for increasing the limits on uh, the mega IRAs or the mega accounts year over year over year. There is nothing yet that says, uh, hey, every year it's going to increase by X percent, right? Because like I said earlier, ultimately the value of the dollar continues to decline Right. And if you can't hold more than $10 million in an account or $20 million in an account or whatever, they're going to heavily tax you and make you take distributions and all these different types of things. Uh, then you're going to be in a situation where uh, it's not advantageous to save in those particular ways, in those uh, particular types of accounts. And I told you guys this previously as well. You have to understand that Roth IRAs are relatively new. Roth IRAs, uh, they just came about back in the 90s. They are relatively new. And so I do think that there's a lot of working out the kinks to be done. Um, ultimately, the rich aren't going to like this. And the, the, the wealthy individuals who are taking advantage of some of these loopholes uh, are not going to like this. But what this does in, in a very real way, right? Something that I'm okay with here is that it's closing up some loopholes. Ultimately, the backdoor Roth was a loophole. It's something that should have been closed up in the first place, right? Something that shouldn't have been allowed to occur because if you're going to put contribution limits on the Roth IRA and then just say, well, just put it in a traditional, then move it to a Roth, that's legal, right? Uh, then you're, I mean, I mean, you're kind of straddling the fence. You're, you're kind of saying, oh, you can't do this, but you could do it if you did this, right? It was a loophole that people found and people took advantage of for a long time. And you can still take advantage of it if you don't make over a certain amount of money if this particular legislation gets passed. So I think closing up loopholes like that is a good thing. But, um, you know, obviously doing so is going to make some people happy and some people mad. Uh, ultimately, this legislation is going to make people happy, though, that uh, don't believe that they can do it themselves. Don't believe that they can uh, invest for the long term themselves. Believe that you know the you know the wealthy are inherently bad and all of these different types of ideas that I'm just not on board with. But the House of Representatives and the Senate, they're there to pass legislation and do different things. And I, I don't know what they're doing half the time, right? But um, this type of legislation, it's not surprising that this type of thing goes through because uh, the whole problem that the Democrats see is that wealth is a big issue and wealth needs to be taxed. And this is a way for wealth to be taxed. This kind of leads me into uh, thinking that, you know, the next thing that you may see, and this has kind of been the headlines lately as well, is increases in the capital gains tax rate, right? If they're going to do this, then they might also increase capital gains tax rates, uh, which, you know, again, not surprising that they would do something like that because that would uh, tax the wealthy a lot more than it would tax the normal individual. Um, and so increasing something like that, uh, you know, having different uh, individual tax brackets and corporate tax brackets set, you know, increasing the corporate tax rate again, that's some things that you are likely to see coming, uh, at least in proposed legislation as we move forward. Again, this is not past legislation. This is 100% proposed legislation. But I want you to have this information before the legislation actually goes through. And I'll let you know when the legislation actually goes through, right? But I want you to have this information because uh, ultimately this could impact individuals who watch this show. This could impact individuals who do accumulate wealth over time. And as people who are interested in personal finance, interested in backdoor Roth IRAs and uh, mega backdoor Roths and all these different things, right? Uh, we need to know. We need to know these things because uh, it may limit our ability to do things now or in the future, right? And if you have a super high paying job and you and your spouse are just killing it, 
right? This could really be a hindrance to your ability to build wealth uh, within the traditional retirement accounts or the Roth retirement accounts uh, that I'm used to telling you to build wealth in. There may be better ways for you to go about doing this. But nonetheless, I think we should know about this. I think we should be better informed. That way we can make better decisions for ourselves. We can talk to other people about it uh, that may have those types of incomes and these types of accounts that may be asleep at the wheel or something, right? Uh, and help to teach others about this particular um, set of proposals that could really impact the average individual, okay? Uh, look, overall, is it okay? I think it's okay. As I, do I think it's going to impact the average individual in a in a profound way? No. Uh, but I do think if you aren't aware and you do make really good income or you do have really big IRAs or whatever, right? you could be saddled with a huge tax bill as we move forward. Uh, but I'll keep you informed as best I can. Just keep coming back to this channel. Keep coming back, watching these episodes. Uh, and let me know what you think about these types of legislation. And I'd be glad uh, to start a conversation in the comments uh, or elsewhere. Uh, just anytime, anywhere. But uh, ultimately, uh, I think you're going to be fine. Just keep plugging away with your investment style, with your investment strategy. I think you'll be fine as long as you continue coming back to this channel and listening to what uh, I, of all people, have to say on a day-to-day -day basis because I'm going to shoot you straight. So thanks for watching this video. If you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan, and that's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. And then if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just DM me on any of the major social media sites and tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions. And you and I can begin working together, pushing towards your long-term financial goals and ultimately pushing you on towards long-term financial freedom, which is what I hope for every single individual watching or listening to this show on a day-to-day -day basis. So tune in tomorrow as I continue talking about personal finance topics that I think can be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. So thanks for tuning in to this episode of Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. God bless.